Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Well, fishing remains tucked far in the back seat again this week. A combination of the fact that deer season's winding down and there's been some really windy days and cooler temperatures throughout the week. Weather permitting, though, a few hardy anglers continued working jigs and minnows along the bottom around the bridges on Devil's Lake. Otherwise, it's generally quiet, including mid-sized lakes and reservoirs and the Missouri River system. Access remains an issue on the tailrace as well as downstream on the river into Lake Oahe, with garrison dam releases still well below normal. Hunting remains the focus, though, even though this is the final weekend of the deer gun season. Overall, success was fairly good across much of North Dakota, with the exception of the areas where whitetails were hit hard with uh, epizootic hemorrhagic disease. Cooler temperatures have waterfall on the move, with birds leaving areas where wetlands and lakes iced over, sending them farther south or along the open water of larger water bodies like the Missouri River system. Devil's Lake still had numbers of diving ducks and some geese on its bigger water, and the mid-sized reservoirs still held birds earlier in the week. Work heavier cover for pheasants with more seasonal temperatures prompting birds to seek better shelter, and hunters in some areas are still pleasantly surprised to see numbers of partridge. It's the season for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department's fall round of public meetings, so be sure to visit the website gf.nd.gov to find a meeting in your area. It's a good opportunity to visit one-on-one with agency biologists and officials on issues relating to the state's wildlife, whether it's fins, feathers, fur, or habitat. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. We're going to chat with Aaron Riley, and Aaron is our gone outdoors taxidermist uh, with wild fur taxidermy. We've chatted with Aaron about uh, many different things, about fish, about deer, uh, about birds. Uh, Obviously, we're probably going to talk about deer on this segment. I think that is a very prudent segment right now, time sensitive. You know, Aaron, uh, it's that time of year that every hunter is heading out this weekend young and old with dreams of harvesting a trophy buck, you know, and the word trophy we've talked about before is different for everybody. You know, 
the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. They come in all shapes and sizes, and it's not for us or anybody else to tell somebody what a true trophy is in their eyes. Um, but we want people to be able to preserve that memory besides taking photos. Taking photos is a great way. We're huge into taking photos, obviously. But if you want something more than that, that's where you come in. It seems like right now everything in the outdoor world is out of stock. It's hard to find, hard to get. You got to wait for it. Is that true in the in the taxidermy world too? Is is everything behind? I mean, is it going to take way longer? Um, what's it like there as far as availability? Yeah, you really hit the nail on the head there. It's, it's dealing with the same stuff a lot of companies and businesses are dealing with. Um, just extended wait times on getting supplies. Some things are worse than others. You know, sometimes I wait over a month to get certain items. Um, tanneries are a big one. They're way backed up. I mean, there's some tanneries that, uh, you know, they're a euro just to get your hides back. So just like everything. And then, you know, the price is marked up on everything too. And, you know, I, I expect a lot of full-time tax grants right now are anywhere from 12 to 24 months, months out right now, just because of stuff like that. And, and I would guess, and you'll know this answer, you know, it's not just supplies, it's not just that, but with the increased interest in the outdoors, there's a lot more people out there that are harvesting trophies. So the taxidermists, we're not, it's not like we doubled our taxidermists in the last year. So you guys who already were super busy are even busier yet. So that's got to play a part into that also. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right there. Um, I've noticed that the last two years with uh, the pandemic that there's that many more people in the outdoors, which is so awesome to see. But yes, like you say, the still the same amount of taxidermists for the most part and a lot, lot more work, that's for sure, which is a great problem to have. That's a really good problem to have. You know, uh, all these challenges we're faced with here because of the influx of folks in the outdoors, uh, bring them on because the more people enjoying that, the more the more momentum that leads into these sports that we love. Aaron. I will say, though, that's probably not a good problem to have when your taxidermist is one of the best hunters that you know for multiple different species because now he doesn't have time to go out and do his own hunting. <laughs> yeah, that can get a little frustrating sometimes, but uh, it's not so bad. Well, you got to pay the electric bill too, right? So uh, work, work is good. Aaron, we got a lot of folks out there in the field in the woods this weekend. Um, you're the expert. Give us some... Uh, Give us some tips here. We harvest a trophy, one we want to preserve. What are the what are the things we need to keep in our mind and what are the things we need to be doing? You bet. You know, everyone's pretty excited when they get that buck and I don't blame them or whatever animal it may be. And you're definitely going to want to decide, you know, at that moment uh, what you want to do with it. You know, if you are going to do a shoulder mount or maybe a euro mount or and have that in the back of your head before you start the field process of gutting it and whatnot, you know, get your pictures and everything, of course, but then um, you're going to do a shoulder mount. There's a couple of things you're going to want to do differently as far as for skinning it. You know, the biggest thing that I see is people cutting it all the way up the brisket. You know, that's a big no, no. Um, there's a lot of great tutorials online you can find and whatnot to, to see how to properly skin that animal. Definitely call your taxidermist if you have any questions. So um, it's not that you can ruin it, but you make more work for us, and then you can definitely affect the, the quality of the mount because of it making a poor, bad decision where you cut it. So, Ryan, you said call your, or Aaron, you said call your taxidermist. Um, 
are you recommending people have a taxidermist before they go out there that they do that research ahead of time so that when they have to make that call and sometimes it might be short notice, you know, because you got to make that decision while you're out there, who are you going to call? And if they do want to do that, if they want to have that person, that number in their phone, maybe you want to throw out your number real quick so people can enter it in their phone just in case they don't have somebody, then they can at least talk to you and get somebody knowledgeable on the phone. Yeah, you bet. It's never, never a bad thing to be prepared. So if anyone wants to reach out, you can call me or just shoot me a text too. Case I am sneaking out doing some deer hunting. My number is 218-443-1401 and definitely be happy to save some people some trouble and answer any questions you might have got. It's Aaron Ryling with Wild Fur Taxidermy here in the Fargo-Moorhead area. He lives just outside of Fargo, um, but it's very, very close. So what are some of the options? You mentioned a full shoulder mount or a European mount. What are some of the other things that people do? I'm sure you get you see all kinds of stuff, people coming in with all kinds of things, ideas that maybe you haven't even had that they'd want to have done. Absolutely. You know, of course, like you say, you got your shoulder mounts and now you get your, there's a few other different options just from your standard shoulder mount. There's wall pedestals, which show a lot more of the shoulder as well as floor pedestals. Then you have the, definitely see an increase in European mounts, which is just the skull and the antlers. Now you can get those hydro dipped as well, which is a, a painting or some type of design that goes on that skull that looks pretty darn cool. And then you got your antler plaques which is just just the antlers and then your traditional usually you see leather or something over the skull plate with a nice board behind um i've been uh, did a couple rugs guys took the hides from does it was their son's first deer and happened to be a doe and we did a rug just like a, we would a bear rug without the head and nice border and that looked pretty darn cool too so so do you have examples of some of these on your website Aaron? I do. If you look up on my Facebook page at Wild for Wild Fur Taxidermy or Google it, you'll see all sorts of different images on there too. And then, you know, I have a lot of people wondering or asking me if I have, you know, pictures of a particular piece. And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. But I tell people just to go on Google and search Deer Taxidermy. And if they see something that they like or a certain pose they like to save that, and Deer Taxidermist will be able to know what that is and duplicate that for you as well that's awesome you know we uh we really like to preach preparedness being ready and this is something a lot of guys think about they they go out hoping that they're going to shoot a trophy this year but they don't really know what to do after that so if you can maybe think about that ahead of time think about what this might look like if you shoot that trophy animal what would you want to do with it? Maybe come up with some examples so that you're ready when that moment comes. And that actually might help you get to that moment too, because, you know, they always say when you're ready, uh, that's when the good things happen. So um, I highly recommend go out, figure out what you might want to do. If you do harvest that trophy, uh, reach out to Aaron or your favorite tax- taxidermist, whoever that is. Uh, you know, if everybody that listens to our show calls Aaron, um, we're all going to be waiting five years before we get our stuff because he's going to be so busy and Aaron's going to get cranky because he's not going to get to go hunting. So um, Aaron, we really appreciate you coming on Gone Outdoors and we really hope that you have yourself an amazing season this year. Hey, it's my favorite time of year, guys. So wish you everyone the best of luck and uh, happy hunting. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer 
and Kyle Agri. Uh, make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Until next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.